welcome everyone to the Elevating Your Potential podcast, where we enlighten middle school or high school student athletes about the realities of college sports. Um, we have a great show for you today. Um, we have one of my friends that we've, we've met maybe ooh, going on seven, eight years now of playing college yeah. football together, but he's currently a coach. Um, I want him to come on because he has a lot of different experiences coaching high school, college, different college levels. Um, and so I think his insight for the podcast would be great. Um, his name is Coach Ginyard. How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself and your journey and what you're currently doing now? Um, well, those of you who don't know me, my journey's been kind of kind of rough, so to speak. Uh, I'm not going to go through um, every little point, but... Um, just the main ones that made me, you know, uh, who I am and shaped me to who I am today. Um, I, I'm from California, born there. I, you know, raised in Texas. I moved to Annis, Texas uh, when I started getting into sports. Um, you know, in high school, I was one of the, you know, top recruited athletes uh, coming out. I had, you know, over 20 or so, you know, some some close to like uh, – that scholarship offers, potential offers, and things like that. Uh, I tore my ACL my senior year, and uh, I lost a bunch of offers, lost a bunch of interest and offers, and uh, ended up having a few there. Um, Want to stay close to home, so I took a visit to SMU, who, you know, one of the few who's, who stayed on board after I tore my ACL. Um, I loved it there. Uh, committed after my visit. I got to SMU, tore my ACL again, uh, you know, and after a long career of, of injuries, I had four total knee surgeries, battled through that. Um, then I got medically disqualified from that, which means if you don't know what that means, it's the doctor basically said, uh, you're cleared from your surgery to run and do things, but I'm not clearing you to actually play football. Right. Because if you if you get hurt again, get another knee knee surgery, then you may you may not uh, be able to uh, you know to walk or you may need a knee replacement. Uh, if you get one this young, it's gonna it's just gonna be detrimental to your future. So I was like, you know what, football's not, you know, football is what got me here. It's it's what I love to do, but it's it's not worth not being able to walk when I get older. Right. So you know, I just went to school. They SMU uh, blessed me and let me just keep my scholarship and just finish out school, which I did. That uh, started coaching and uh, or started getting. I got a regular job after that and. Um, after I graduated SMU and then uh, started coaching. Yeah, for sure. So can you give us some of the places you coached? Uh, yeah, time? for sure, for sure. Uh, so I coached with, actually, so when I first, I, like I said, I graduated and went to a desk job, uh, I coached with uh, one of my high school coaches, which was my head coach. If you don't know, his name is Sam Harrell. If you don't know his story, it's 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 probably something you should Google or, or YouTube. It just type in Sam Harrell uh, MS and his story is, is crazy. But he ended up going to SAGU, which is a college, um, you know, a private Christian school. And uh, so, you know, I got in contact with him around the time he was going there. Uh, he offered me to coach his receivers. So I went there to coach the receivers. Um, stayed there for a little bit. He left uh, after a season. I stayed one more season without him. Um, from there, I was a receivers coach, and then I was moved to the uh, passing game coordinator and the receivers coach. Um, stayed there for another year and a half, and then left. Ended up getting the opportunity to go to Missouri Valley. Um, 
you know, and now if you don't know Missouri Valley, that's Sagu, they're com on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Uh, it's, you know, a private, a private Christian school to, you know, uh, a secular school. So, um, so I coached there, stayed there for a season, um, and it was just Missouri. Uh, there's nothing bad about Missouri. It's just, it wasn't me, you know. Mm -hmm. I was raised in Texas. I'm a Texas football type guy. You know, it's, it's what I do. It's what I love. So, uh, I got had an opportunity to come to CDA, which is Dale Academy. It's a tap school here in Flower Mound. Um, got that opportunity to be the offensive coordinator here, and I jumped on it. Now I'm back in Texas, and uh, we just finished our first season. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, sure. Your story is interesting. So before we get into your coaching aspect, you kind of intrigued me with what you're saying. Can you walk me through your mindset as you had injury after injury? And kind of what kind of toll did that take on you, and how did you overcome that? Um, so yeah, I mean, like you said, that's a, it's a toll on your, on, on your body, like on your body, mentally, physically, uh, you know, all the above. Um, when I tore my ACL my senior year, I didn't know it was torn. I was on the sideline. I was like, I'm fine. Like I can play, let me continue to play. But you know, the, the doctors and the trainers were like, look, we haven't started district yet. Just sit out. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll sit out, you know? Like it's 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 more important for the district game. So who cares what happens in this game? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out the next day I find out my ACL's torn, um, and at the time I didn't know, but now I do obviously. But that was my last play, you know, my last play ever of football. And uh, I mean, if I if I can go back, obviously I I finished the game out, but I didn't know. So I you know, um, after I figured out I was torn, I had to call all the schools that were offering me slash were interested in me. And what this what hurt the most is, you know, uh, I get it's, it's a business. This is like the rude awakening of, mm -hmm. of, of the business part of this, of, you know, being a student athlete is most of the coaches were like, look, we want a guy who's going to come in and play and not a guy mm -hmm. who's going to have to come in and redshirt because of an injury. So, you know, they were like, we're sadly going to take the offer wow. off the table and go get this other guy, you know, because a lot of schools were saying, you know, we rather have, um, a good receiver who can play now than a great receiver who's going to have to sit out a year mm -hmm. for, for injury. So, you know, that, that was, you know, so a hard pill to swallow because, you know, the whole time they hyping you up, like, Oh, we want you, you know, they text you every day, they talk to you all the time. You're like, okay, yeah, cool. And then as soon as, you know, something happens, um, they stop talking to you and, okay. you know, you get an injury, they stop talking to you and that's, and it's just a business, you know, you want to hold grudges and you want to say, well, I don't like that school or that person because of that. But I mean, now being on the coaching side, you know, it's a business, like they're going to, they have to think about their family, just like you're thinking about, you know, your life and your family. Yeah. So, um, so I don't hold any grudges about any of that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's just like one of them things, it's a mystery, but just, I have to change, you know, what, you know, where I thought I was going to go or, you know, the path I was going to take and, and go a different direction. Yeah. Um, I got to SMU, tore my ACL again, like I said. And, I mean, it, at the, after the second one, I was like, there's no way that I can do the rehab and that mm -hmm. process again. I was like, there's no way. Um, I'm not going to get too much into why I did. Uh, I, had a, I had a dream. I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. I had a dream about um, someone, um, one of my dear family members who passed away, who was a part of my dream telling me, you know, just, just finish, keep going, you can do it. So I, you know, I took that as a, as a sign and he's my guardian angel, like I'm going to finish. So I, I, you know, I, I strapped up my boots and went through the rehab again and went through the process 
finished, uh, got hurt again. And then after that time, it was the same, same thing, same things going into my head. Like, there's no way. There's no way I can get, you know, it was hard to get through one. I got through, I made it through two. Like, can right. I actually get through a third one? Um, and I did. You know, I had the same exact dream about my guardian angel. Right. Uh, he told me the same thing. Was like, you can do it. Just keep going. It's going to be worth it. And so I did it again. Uh, after the fourth one, you know, it was like, okay, um, what's going to happen? Uh, after, after the last one, it, it was like, can I even still play? Once they told me. Uh, you know, I was attacking rehab so hard the, after the fourth one. I was like, I told myself, I'm not stopping. You know, halfway through rehab, they're like, well, we're not going to let you play anymore. Like, you're getting close to to, to being ready to play, but we don't want to get your hopes up. So we're going to let you know now that we're not clearing you to play. And they also said, well, you can go to another school and transfer and try to play there or see what their team doctor says. But if their team doctor asks us, you know, we're not going to lie and say that you should play. We're going to tell the truth that yeah. you shouldn't be playing. You have a lot, all these injuries. So I just, you know, that's why I just ultimately decided to stay there. Gotcha. Man, I definitely appreciate you. I didn't know that story. Um, and we were with each other for probably two or three years. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think yeah. a lot of student athletes will get a lot from it as well. Like overcoming adversity, continue to push through. Um, and ultimately, I haven't heard Miss Creeper just in years, so you kind of took me back to yeah. for a second. <laughs> they say, yeah, when you start talking to uh, other SMU alumni, you start hearing things like exactly. that. You speak the same language, man. <laughs> um, and so, look, you personally, what made you decide to start coaching, ultimately? Okay. Um, so I was coaching, or I, I graduated, and I went to uh, work in an office job. It was called Mortgage Contracting Services. Uh, it's in Plano and you know it was a it was a good job you can get good paying money and you can move up you know it's one of them jobs you can move up quickly as long as you're doing what you have to do um but it, it got to a point where I would wake up on Sundays and like I'm not getting out of bed because I was dreading going to work on Monday you know I would go or I'll dread during the week like dang I gotta go to work and it was just I was always one of those guys growing up um you know and God bless my parents. They they did everything they can, you know, to to make me not like want for something. But obviously, I didn't grow up, you know, having everything I needed. So in my head, I was like, okay, look, I'm I'm gonna graduate college. I'm gonna do it by the book. I'm gonna graduate college, and I'm gonna do whatever's paying me the most money, you mm -hmm. know, because that's what I wanted to do. I, I'm whatever's the most money, and then that's what I was doing. And then I I quickly realized that it's not about which job is paying you the most money, you know. Uh, it's about what you like to do, what you love to do. Um, if you wake up every morning loving your job, it, it makes it that much uh, easier. You know, it makes it easy to, to, to show up and to perform and to, to want to be there. Um, so um, that's when I got in contact with my old high school head coach who was at, you know, Sam Hill, who was at mm -hmm. a college at Sagu. Um, he asked me, let me coach his receivers. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for him for giving me, you know, the first taste of, of what I actually want to do with my life. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so piggybacking off that, you were, like you said, you were a beast coming out of high school. Um, I knew, I was in Red Oak, you weren't in this. So I knew you um, all the way from Red Oak. And what do you wish, like thinking back, what do you know now as a coach that you wish you knew as a student athlete that you think could have helped you like have a different mentality or mindset? Yeah, um, so 
I, I've always I've always had this question. And there's there's so many different directions we can take this question. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna touch on one of them. So I always I never knew like growing up. I've always, I was a hard, you know, I always thought, okay, you got to work hard to get what you want. You know, you got, you know, in the weight room, do this and, and do all the, the major parts of football. But what I wish I knew now as being a coach on the, on the other side of it, I wish I knew, you know, how important, or I wish I, I knew, but I wish I realized how important, you know, the, the details of the game are to, to, to the success of the team, you know, um, it got to a point where, um, you're just you're doing all the things like okay you're working so hard on catching footballs you know you catch on jugs you stay after the catch footballs you're running routes you're you're lifting weights but and you you do all those good but you haven't really mastered you know receiver so to speak uh you haven't really mastered a being a receiver until you until you you got into the details of of all of that technique alignment assignment mm-hmm. all those things are are more important than than you think. Because being on the player side, he's like, yeah, I hear the coaches saying that, but I have to get be a better catcher. I gotta, I gotta jump higher, run faster. As a coach on the coaching side, as being an offensive coordinator, you see it as because I see in my head when I call a play or I'm watching something on Friday nights, where it's like, okay, I see the defense doing this. This is what we need to do to you know to combat that. So we're playing. It's almost you know it's a game. We're playing right. chess. We're not playing checkers. So I'm trying to get steps ahead. So in my head, I see everybody doing it right, but but if one or two guys aren't doing their job or not using the technique or they're not aligned right or they don't get their assignment right, that the whole play is messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, in some offenses, uh, in some some offenses, they're not messed up, but in the offense we run, everybody has a job and everybody's job has to get done. If everyone does their job, you know, it works out perfectly. Yeah. So. Um, I, I, if you can somehow get all 11 guys on your side of the ball to, to just to do their specific jobs um, and not worry about too much, not worry about, okay, we're losing. I have to, I have to make three guys miss and go do, and go score a touchdown or we're losing. I have to get open. No, if everyone does your specific job and you still lose, then there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you're just, right. just like my high school coach says, you just beat at birth. You know, they were just, they're just, be- they're just better than you and you can't do anything about that. But if, if you do your job and, and, and you'll see, you'll start seeing that, you know, stuff starts moving. It's, it flows better. Uh, you start winning more games, start scoring points. It's just, you got to get everyone to buy in to doing yeah. their job. Yeah, man, that's real good. That's good. Um, so you have the unique opportunities to coach on the collegiate level and on the high school level. So what was, let's talk, let's talk about college first. What was that experience like for you? Um, yeah, what was your experience? What was that experience like for you? Uh, well, college. So, like I said, Sagu, being at Sagu and being at Missouri Valley are opposite sides of the spectrum. It's like Sagu, um, and I and I really I owe I owe my career, my coaching career to Sagu. Um, like I said, it's a private. It's an uncommon. It's an uncommon experience being there. And what I mean by that is, when you go there. There's, they 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 preach so much. I mean, obviously you want to win. Every every coach wants to win, but it's it's there. It's more of are you growing? Are you growing as a person, as a as a coach, as a as a dad, as a brother? You know those type things uh, is the is the is the main thing that that they're they're trying to push. So 
we develop being there we develop uh what we say 3d men which is you know physically prepared mentally engaged and spiritually led mm. um you know so it, to be a 3d man like it's okay some some guys are are are, are spiritually led and and mentally engaged in the classroom but they're not physically prepared you know they don't work hard in the weight room or you know and then there you have some guys who who are you know the, the other ones like oh I'm, I'm strong i'm physically prepared i work hard but i also uh in the class i do my stuff in class i got good grades okay you got those two but are you are you physically you know are, are you uh spiritually led you know so you can't have you can't be you in our in our mind as that you can't be a 3d man you can't be a man a whole man you're not gonna your growth hasn't you know your growth hasn't reached its potential until you're the 3d man mm -hmm. so that you know and i and i was preaching that while i was there so that helped me as a coach grow you know being a young coach first time uh it's important i didn't know it at the time but now after i've been a few other places now i know that how important it is like how uh your character matters integrity matters um those things those things that you don't think about those things matter um and that's what i i owe sagu because the, they taught me that like um I've, I've never been like a bad guy like i've never thought i was a bad guy or or i wasn't like this crazy sinner but i i didn't know how you know I, it helped me get closer in my faith and my walk with faith and then at the same time uh, my character and my integrity, all that, all, all those things that they they preach, it rose to a new level to help me actually get to where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. um, that's one side of the college experience, and the other side of the college experience, uh, experience was going to Missouri Valley. Now that that's an actual, you know, it's a secular school, and it's and it's, there's no, there was no uh, like chapel or anything like at Sagu, so that was a different experience which i which i also enjoyed because now i went from there to like okay your character all these things matter be a 3d 3d player man and uh and then i go to a different school to where okay now i'm with kids who who we're not looking for a 3d guy so to speak we're looking for athletes but which helped me is now I've, i got my athletes and i got my physically paired guys and i got my mentally engaged guys now it's up to me to to uh get them you know spiritually led um so that's a that was you know uh, a thing for me to you know i can take one thing from there and i can implement it somewhere else where i was yeah. um and it helped me get my room together it helped me help me my guys be as one um help them like be know that there's somebody on their side like okay you can talk to me about the football stuff but also let's grow together spiritually um um and that and that's another thing with a lot of the, the people I met at college in call in the college realm of coaching, um, they showed me those things. They showed me, you know, how to how to how to walk in my with my faith and, and not you know and um and do those things with, with the younger guys and, and bring them up um and teach them the way because cause that's that's the way I was taught when I first started coaching. Yeah, yeah. And so continuing on along that same line, how did that impact your recruiting? So when you were at these different places, like did you have to recruit differently? And I'm asking this question because you're in high school now. I'm sure a yeah. lot of your athletes are trying to get recruited. Um, yeah, and so exactly. is it the same mindset? Like as think about when you were a college coach and looking back down, at SAG, mm -hmm. were you looking for people who are already 3D men? Or are you looking for two of those areas in uplifting? And then, like, how did that contrast from what you're looking for in Missouri? 
Valley. Right. Um, so yeah, like you said, at Sagu, the the two the recruiting side of it, you you're looking for a specific player, right? You gotta you gotta look for it's not one of it's not recruiting like you recruit at, at D one at some D ones where okay, you're good, you can run fast and you're and you're you know, and you're strong or you're tall or whatever it is, okay, yeah, we're we're interested. Okay, and then the interest goes to okay, now um we look at that now what do your grades look like okay that even if you don't have great grades if you have okay grades but your skill level is up here now they're like okay we can look past that okay right. and now now let's look at your background and other things like that coming from sagu it's like okay what type of guy are you you know what 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 is your family does your family go to church you know um so you, you almost sometimes look at that that stuff first because you may not even get accepted to school. So like, mm-hmm. why even look for a guy or why waste your time on a guy that may not even like the the, the spiritually led part of your school? Because like I said, we had chapel five times five days a week. So you kind of look for those guys who okay you okay yeah you're spiritually led. Um, okay now now we go to your skill. Okay you're here. Okay now it's your skill. Okay your skills your skills pretty good. Or maybe it's not. If it's not, we can still we can look. We're the we're the school. Sometimes we look past that, past your skill because you're mentally engaged and you're spiritually led. Um, hopefully, we can teach you football. You know, yep. you're not a bad player, but we can grow you in that fo- the football area. That's our job as coaches. So, um, and and you don't you never want to work backwards because if you find the best athlete you can, um, normally and and it's not it's not with everybody, but. Um, at Sagu, you find those kids, you find the best athlete, and then now you, they don't fit your school. So mm-hmm. it never works. Now he ends up leaving or get, you know, gets in trouble or he's just not buying in just because he's, you know, I don't want to go to chapel type thing. Now he's just a, he's just something you don't want. You know, you have to deal with that for four years when you could have just found a guy who was who fits your program, you know. And then, like I said, going to Missouri Valley, now we're recruiting for more of a numbers type thing. It's a numbers game. Um, so now it's well, we could care less how, how spiritually led you are. Um, we want the best athlete. We want, you know, what does your stats look like? You know, how many yards did you did you catch or did you receive? How many passing yards did you have? How many tackles did you have? Okay, and now that excites us. Okay, now we can go from there and figure out what type of scholarship you're going to get. Um, so those things that the recruiting tactics, like this staff that I hear in this high school that I'm at, CDA, where the head coach is, he was with me at Sagu for a little bit. Um, he was he was he was the special teams coordinator there. Um, his name Sean Riley, and he ended up he's here now at CDA. Um, so he has a bas- uh, a college background. Obviously, I have the college background. Um, a couple other coaches have a college background that, you know, college coaching. So this, so this staff knows the process, right? We've been there, done that. Um, when this staff got, before we got here, there was no offers. None of, none of the players on the team had an offer at all. Not even our power five guy had an offer. I'm getting, I mean, he had interest and things like that. Um, and it's, and then we get here, you know, and now we have, I think over 40 total offers. Oh, wow in one season and it's not like we have the secret code to you know to to get to getting you know people to come in and get offers we don't have a secret code you know we just been there done that we've had that background for um from 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 college so we know when when guys come in Mm -hmm. or when when we're, we're we're with these high school guys 
Um, we know how to get their film out. We know what coaches yeah. are looking for. We know, you know, what type of emails you need to send. You know what type of guys you need to follow on Facebook. We know realistically where you fit in the recruiting area. There's some guys who, oh, I'm looking at, well, who's your top five? Oh, I like Tech, Alabama, Ole Miss. Yeah, but you're not a Tech, Alabama, <laughs> Ole Miss athlete, yeah. athlete, you know? So it's it was it's, it's one of them things where we know where you fit you know, what avenue you fit in because uh, we've been there, done that. We evaluated talent at that level. So we know what coaches are looking for. So like, yeah, this is where you would fit. You stay in this area and talk to these coaches and hit these guys up, follow these guys on Twitter. You'll have a better opportunity because this is your area. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what Sorry, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But that's why I want to go into that a little bit more because how do you talk to your athletes? Because everyone's stuck on, like you said, D1, Power five. They, some yeah. people might want to grow to the next level of yeah. like the group of the group of um, six or whatever. But how do you talk to those student athletes who are Sagu, Missouri Valley, who might need to go junior college? How do you have that discussion with your student athletes now? Um, well, you don't. Well, you don't. What you don't do is you don't like. You don't want to to give them false hope. You know, you don't want to say, well, if you keep working hard, I think you can get a D one um, D one offer. Um, we're, we just got to be, you got to be straight up with them. They, a lot of them got coach, you know, one of my receivers asked me at the beginning of the season, he, I was, he's like, coach, and this is, you know, I didn't even know him at this point. Um, I knew him from Zoom. This is when COVID just hit and we haven't really met the players in person. When I finally met him in person and I seen him in person, he, he came up to me and was like, coach, you think I could play D1? think I could play at SMU or and I was like honestly to be honest you know you don't have the size you know you're you're 5'11 155 mm. I know you got you got skill you got talent but you know you don't have you don't have the size to play there um do you want to call, play college ball though and they'll say you know no yeah I want to play college ball I'm like, okay well I can help you get to college there's over you know what like 800 um college teams yep. so I can find a place for you to play it may not be D1 but it also may not be uh, – it's not going to be the worst thing. I, I can get you a place to play. So it's, it's, it's kind of one of them things where you don't, you don't sugarcoat it because it's, it's, their, it's, what, it's their life, you know. It's, it's what they're going to go on and do after you leave – after they leave you. And at the same time, you don't want to try to – because there's so many people – there's so many coaches trying to get your guy, like trying to push your guy into something that he's not – built for you know and I think that's just detrimental to to the kid and we're setting you're setting the kid up for failure and then you're setting your program up because if, if you know he's not SMU material um don't why would you let him go to SMU or try to push him to go there or whatever even though because now they're going to be like no nah, we're not going back to CDA because they sent us this guy said he was he was the best or he was this and that mm -hmm. and he ended up being you know nothing he, he didn't even help us so right. uh I mean, like I said, integrity is big in the coach. Um, so as long as if you're as long as you're telling them the truth and, and being real with them, they like that. They like that stuff. <clears throat> I know when I was growing up, I wanted a coach to, to be real with me. Just tell me the truth. Like if I'm not getting it done, tell me I'm not getting it done. Don't say, Oh, we're gonna go with so and so this time. Uh, you'll get some reps, like you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Just be honest and 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 they will, you know, if you have they back their back, then they'll they'll follow you for sure. For sure, that's great. I love it. Um, and so comparing and contrasting like your time in high school and college, is there a different intensity level from the coach's perspective? I know you might have more time in college, but is it, is it 
quote unquote harder um, once you take that step up from high school to any level of college? Right. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I say 100%. It's there's a different vibe. There's a diff, there's difference in all of it. And I mean, you can take it and you can take it in so many ways. But as far as like, for example, um, being in college or, or being in being in college, you don't have to deal with parents. You know, they're in high school, you're dealing with 15, 14, 15, 16 year old kids. You know, um, some of them, some of them are, you know, some of them are, are, are too young to even, you know, they, they don't know a lot of things. So you're, if you, if you yell at them and they go back to their parents, now you have to have a meeting with the parents and the school board and things like that. Well, that's the difference in college. You don't deal with parents, you know, they're, they're young men, you know, they're 22, 23, 24 year olds sometimes. Um, so, so, um, you know, being a college, being a coach in general, you kind of, you kind of get in meetings. Um, that's almost what they tell you. They say, okay, now, so at Sagu, I was in, again, Sagu is a different, it's an uncommon experience. So being at Sagu, it was like, okay, um, yes, like you gotta be that coach, but you can't, you can't cuss at them. You know, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. You can't do things, you know, you can't do certain things that, you know, well, maybe um, um, those are a little similar to, to high school, so to speak, because you're not doing those things. But then when I went to Missouri Valley, now it's, you know, it's almost like the, it's, it's way different on the other side of the spectrum. It's like almost like what 90% of other colleges do actually do. When I first got there, obviously they know who Sagu is. They're like, okay, don't, you know, you got to come in here with a firm hand. You got to let them know who's boss. Your first meeting, you got to let them know, hey, you know, if someone says something or is doing something, get on to them day one. That way they know they know that because they because these guys were all they were almost they're almost you know if 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 they think that you don't know what you're talking about, it's so hard to like to to get somebody back on board. You know, if your best player, you go to a new place and your best player, uh, receiver, let's say your best receiver. If I go somewhere, if I went to Missouri Valley and my best receiver you know, was like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or, you know, I, we can do whatever we want. You know, I talk, you know, I run this and I'm a senior leader. He's a new guy. Like, if he's not on board, then then it doesn't work, you know. So now you have to be – sometimes you have to be intense. You have to be harder on some guys. You got to yell at them sometimes. Um, you got to – you got to – I don't want to say embarrass them, but you almost have to. If something happens, you got to call them out. Um, and and then it's different going into high school because, like I said, when I got to high school, I was you have to know how you can talk to some people. So you you may be talking to your senior leader. You can go up to your senior in high school, your senior, and say, "Hey, um, that route was terrible. Like you can do way better than that. Like that was at, like we can't win with that type of effort." But you can't say the same thing to your fourteen year old freshman you know, who messed up a route, who's just now in high school, just now learning, you know, he's only 14. If I go up to say that to him, like, hey, like, that was terrible, you know, he doesn't know any better, like, who, you know, he, he'll, right. he'll almost get, get in his shell, he won't, he won't want to learn, he won't, he's not eager to learn, so it's just, it's knowing who you can talk to in certain ways, how you can coach them. Um, I think my biggest, when I was growing, when I first started coaching, the bit, the, the bet, one of the best, you know, the major advice that someone gave me that I, that I held on to was know, you know, know who you're talking to, know who you can coach and how you can coach. Some guys may need the, the hard coaching 
Uh, and some guys may, may need you to, to tell them that, um, you know, to, to say, hey, this is how I need to get done. That wasn't right, but let's get you some more reps. You'll get it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's just finding finding the right way uh, and who, you know, who you can say what to. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. It's super insightful. Um, so I have two more. We hear a lot about mental health now um, in life and with student athletes. How do you as a coach help a student athlete who is experiencing um, difficulties getting over like that, those uh, mental health things, whether it be um, stress, depression, anxiety? How do you help with that as a coach? Um, so coaches, without even knowing it, they're, they, you know, they play a big part in that, in that stuff. Sometimes you know it, sometimes you don't know it. Um, but that's, but that's part of being in this field. Um, us being a student athlete is, it's just stressful. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's so stressful on a, on a kid that, you know, you're, you're asked to be perfect with, you know, athletics, you know, you have to juggle athletics classes. Some, some people work, um, at the same time and, and then also relationships, whether that's, you know, friendships or, or, or romantic relationship. So being, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It is, you know, all these, all these avenues you got and all these titles you have that, that everyone's asking you to be perfect, you know, be perfect on the field, do things right, be perfect in the classroom, you know, be perfect in relationship um, at, at, at your real job. So um, it's stressful, you know. So I think it's for the, for, for the most part, you know, as a coach, it, it sometimes it, it takes you just saying that someone is good enough or they got it or you know um, or being on their side uh, type thing to take one of those those stress factors off. Mm. If you know, because I, I remember growing you know growing up playing ball, I was so I, I was so scared to letting letting my coach down or you know am I doing this the right way? Um, those type of things. And then sometimes it takes away from football. So I'm mean, not football. Sometimes it takes away from classes. Sometimes it takes away from uh, relationships because you're so focused on this one thing or you're stressed about it and you got to get it right. So it, it, it takes a, a coach to say like, Hey, I see, I see your efforts. You know, I, I see how hard you're working. Um, it's, it's getting there. You know, that, those encouraging things, um, it helps tremendously. It helped me um, even then. Um, one of so there's a story. There's one kid on our team now. Is um, there's two kids actually? They're 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 twins, um, and uh, you may not know this, but if anybody who's uh, from CDA or the Flower Mound area will know, they're they're the Leadbetters. Um, what you need to know about the Leadbetters is they are the hardest working kids that I've ever been around, right? But for some reason in their head, um, and they you know like you said, mental health. But in their head, they think that they're not good enough, you know. Um, sometimes when they mess mess up, or we have one one of the lead betters is our best corner. You know, he's our best DB. We put him on the best player every time. Whoever we're playing, you're guarding that guy. Follow him around, guard him, you know. He'll play good all game, and then if he gives up a touchdown, he drops his head, and because <clears throat> to him, he, he failed his mission. You know, the whole mission's failed because I gave him a touchdown. So with with them two guys, that they, they're so, like, they want. They want to. They want everybody. They want to uh, do good for everybody. They don't want anybody down. So, and it was. It was. It was cool for me to hear this. So their mom. I actually worked with 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 their mom, who's actually on. You know, she works uh, with the grammar school, which is you know K, uh, K through fourth. Um, 
you know, PE and mm -hmm. recess and she teaches a little bit, um, but I work with her. Um, so she, she, you know, she tells me things, you know, behind closed doors and um, about the boys. And it, it was cool to hear that she was telling me that um, one of the twins, which was Zach was, was he would, uh, they were talking about something and he finally, uh, I forget what the conversation was like specifically about, but it was basically, uh, it was like, he was like, yeah, I can do that. But he was embodying the, the, I can do, I can do it, uh, thing to where, cause he, he was like, oh, uh, yeah, I can do that. Or like, oh, and then the mom's like, well, since when are you so like not in your head or right. about things? And she, he was like, well, coach G always says, you know, uh, you can, you can do it. The first thing is confidence. Like first mm -hmm. thing to completing that is saying you can, cause if you got the confidence to do it, then I um, mean, it'll, 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 you know, it'll give right. you that energy or that boost that you need because, um, you know, short story, they always ask me, coach, throw those balls. Can you hit that cone over there? Or can you hit the crossbar? And I was like, yeah, I could do it. And they always say, coach, you think you can do everything. And I'm like, cause I, you know, I think I, I'm not going to say I can't. The first thing I don't even think about it. coach, can you, yeah, I could do it, but I can, yeah. you know? And, and so they're seeing me, you know, saying those things and doing those things that it actually rubbed off on him to where, yeah. People, you know, he doesn't doubt himself anymore. He's straight. Just yeah, I can do that. And and his mom asked him why. He was like, because Coach G was saying. Wow. And uh, so without without even me knowing, you know, that stuff, it led to me helping with his with his problem. Uh, I say problem, but with his with him being in his head and thinking he's not good enough or think he can't do something or you know those things. Yeah. First thing he thinks about now is yeah, I could do that, and yeah. then figure it out later if you can't. Yes, sir. Man, that's powerful. That is a powerful story. I think a lot of our student athletes and coaching get a lot from that. Um, so th the last question I have, just to wrap up, um, a lot of times I think there's a disconnect between student athletes and coaches. And so I want from your perspective, essentially as a coach, what do you want from your student athletes? Like what, yeah. what do you want? Um, as far as um, let me, like you said, I can take this in, in, in different ways. You take it, take whatever it. first comes to your mind, take it that way. Uh, okay. So what I want, so there's things, there's things we call, um, here. I mean, I don't know if other, other coaches don't say it. It's something we say here. Um, it's just cause we, we've embodied this thing where we're, we're trying to develop guys. So there's, there's, we call it, there's people, there's coaches who coach for Friday nights and there's coaches who coach for Saturday nights, you know, and, and, and people, some people think, Oh, you're talking about college coaches and high school coaches, but we're not, we're like, no, we're talking about all high school coaches. Some, some are Friday night coaches, which means they're coaching to win that game. You know, like regardless of, of what's going on, they want to win that game. Not saying they're not trying to develop, but uh, on the other hand, we, what we do here is what we're, we want to send kids to college. We want to do that. Um, that's our big thing um, coming here is none, no one had offers. Okay. We're coming here. Now every, a lot of kids have offers. Uh, so we, we're coaching for Saturdays. We we're looking to, to develop guys. That's not saying we don't want to win, you know, obviously we want to win, but we also, we want to develop guys to their, to their true potential. And it may not even be in football, you know, it may be in, in, in your relationship, you know, it may be with your walk with, you know, you're walking your faith with God. Uh, it may be in your classes. It may, you know, being a brother or a, a sister or whatever it is, um, a friend. So 
so that's that's our that's our big thing is 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 we're relationally driven, you know. So we we want to to get the kids to college. So we want so that's 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 almost what we're want. We're wanting kids to buy into what we have going. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as you buy in, we want to get the kids cars. Okay, that's one of the avenues. Um, also, like like you said, what what do you want? Um, athletically, uh, I know majority of guys, majority of players would would want that answer instead. But so, as a coach, I think uh, like I said earlier, it's just getting everyone to buy in to what you're doing. Um, if 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 everyone I, I I can't stress enough. There's so many plays, and I wish I had Huddle pulled up with with some tag film. But there's so many plays I can go through film with a with you. But there's so many plays that uh, we're one guy away from scoring a touchdown. You know, we're one guy away. So if everybody can buy into just doing their job, mm. you know, who cares? Like if you're losing a game, you know, it can't get any worse. If you're losing by 21. Like what can get worse, you know? Right. Don't you know it can't get worse. Let's just see what it looks like if you just do your job, play in and play out. Do your job, do your job, do your job. You got to stress that um, because so many plays, and you may not know this if you're not a coach. You just see, you know, you're looking from the stands, looking in that. Oh, why did they call that play? Or oh, why are we throwing it deep? Or you know, where's the rush? Or you know, different things that fans say, but you don't even know what's going on. Right. Or, or a guy missed. You know, someone gets beat deep, and then the first thing the crowd says, like, oh, number so-and-so sucks because he got beat deep. And it's like, well, you don't even know. So-and-so didn't do their job. Um, so, I mean, that's that's just the, that's one of the main things as in being a coach is it, you got to get everyone to buy into what you're doing uh, and do their job. Uh, once everyone gets on board and does their job and not more than, you know, what they can do and what's, what's asked for them, then uh, um, you'll have you'll have a pretty good outcome, and and if you don't, um, like I said earlier, you just you just you just merely got beat by somebody better than you. Right, and I think what you're saying is so big because a lot of times, like as student athletes, we're concerned about our own future and like yeah. where we ultimately want to go. But what you're saying is not counter to that. You're saying yeah. do your job. Like you have a skill set that we have put you in place to do. Yeah. So all we ask you to do is do what we ask you to do. Yeah. which is going to help you get mm -hmm. to where you're trying to go. And so both yeah. of y'all really have the same – student athletes and coaches have the same goal. We just have to realize and bring it together. We just, we just have to realize that a coach is never going to – he's not he's, – he's on your side. He's not going to put you – he's not going to tell you some stuff that's going to, you know, that's going to hurt your performance, you know. Why would he want to – you know, hurt your performance. What he he's done all the, and I tell my 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 athletes this all the time. I, I've done all the all the film watching. I've done all the the game planning. You know, I've done all this that you don't even have to do much, but but this game plan. You know, here's the sheet. Here's the game plan sheet right here. Right. You you execute this. Like I've done it all for you. I've done all the thinking. Execute your job on this paper, and and we're good to go. Um, and that's just it's just so hard, like because because when it, in the mix of, of of a game, you know, when the bullets are flying, you know, it's a, it's almost like let's say being a receiver. Let's say I were running a fade and an out, you know, the fade out concept, mandatory outside release, mm -hmm. but the guy's standing outside of you, and you go inside, and then he comes back to the sideline. Like what happened? Oh, the guy was standing outside, so I went inside because there was no one in there, and I was wide open. It's like, but that's not your job, you know. The the, the quarterback doesn't know 
And all he knows is the game plan. The game plan is you got a mandatory outside release this guy to get his eyes around so we can hit the guy behind him, yep. you know. But in your head, you you wanted to do more than what's asked of you because in your head, you're like, oh, it's wide open in here. You got you to gotta shy away from that. You got to get away from, you know, oh, oh, it's wide open there, so I'm just going to run inside. And I was wide open, like, no. Like, that's not that's not the game plan. Right. We can't guess what you're going to do. In my as, as the quarterback, in my head, you're about to go outside. I got this out. I'm going to hit this out, you know, and we're going to get – you know, we're getting this first down. But now you go inside. Now he brings the corner's eyes in. Now I'm looking at the out. corner. The out's not open. Now, you know, now my reads are off. Now we don't yeah. have a play. And now it's just one, you know, one person not doing their job. You can have all five O-linemen doing their job, getting their blocks. You have backside receivers running their routes. You can have that slot running his out route. But that one person, now we got to punt the ball, you know. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's that easy. Something as small as that one little play doing your job can, can affect, you know, a whole drive. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Coach, this was a great, great um, conversation. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I hope nothing but the best for you moving forward. Um, praying that next year y'all can have another great season and continue to move forward. Um, but for everyone else listening, y'all have a great rest of y'all's week. Yes, sir.